Hello, you guys. So before you listen to this next episode of Drinking in the Pen, I just want to forewarn you. I recorded the whole thing, and I didn't realize that it had Bluetoothed over to my Beats headphones that were sitting on my desk and not resting on my head. So it sounds like I'm talking to you from across the room or in a fishbowl. So I thank you in advance for a little grace. But now enjoy episode five, and we'll just call it in a fishbowl. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Drinking in the Pen. I am your host, Dawn Garcia, and for those of you just joining us, this is a podcast about writing, uh, but it's also just about life and how that applies to writing and how it often manifests itself into the work that we create. So first, I want to apologize because I know I had all these grand plans of having all these podcasts drop, but life happens, and... um, I had a little family emergency, and the last week, I was just unable to do anything else. So, um, now I'm back, and things have calmed down a bit, and we're pivoting as one does in life, but um, I did want to talk today about something that seems really simple, but it's a very, very good writing exercise. So, I think we all talk about burnout. Burnout is incredibly real. It affects every part of your life, and it's really important to listen to your body and your mind when it tells you it needs to slow down and stop. So I pressed pause, uh, gave my whole body and mind a bit of a break, um, and then, like I said, then had a family emergency. So I did not get quite the break that I wanted, but I did have to reevaluate lots of things. So, um. So today I really wanted to kind of go back to the beginning of when you guys were, I mean, maybe some of you listening are, are very young and you're just now kind of getting started in life. But for those of you who moved out of your parents' house and sought independence, I want to ask you today to remember those moments. I want you to think about this because I actually, um, my very first apartment was in Burbank. I live right across the street from Walt Disney Studios. Now my apartment building is a (laughs) parking lot for Medical Plaza. So that's weird. It's not even there anymore. But I loved my little apartment. I had one bedroom. I paid a whopping, God, I want to say I paid $4.75 for my one-bedroom apartment. Yeah. How's that for friggin' inflation? Now you can't even get a one bedroom in LA for less than like $2,500, which is crazy to me, but, um, but it is what it is. But I wanted to kind of go back to the moment when you first move out, right? And you get your very first place, whether you have roommates or whether you live alone, whether you went to a university or whether you got an apartment off campus, or you were like me, got a little one bedroom and, um, live by yourself. I wanted to live by myself because I always lived with people and the thought of living alone and decorating myself and cooking for myself and cleaning up after myself and doing whatever I wanted appealed to me as an 18 year old kid. So, um, I did, I got my little one bedroom apartment. I was finishing up, um, at that point I'd already, I think I finished, I got my cosmetology license and I was then attending Sunset Gower Studios, learning how to do period piece makeup and prosthetics and effects and and really understanding how light works with makeup and how important changing someone's entire 
schematics in terms of color and um, makeup really could put somebody into character. It also gives me a much deeper appreciation for story and how critical it is to have actors that actually bring the things that we create to life. Actors and models, to be honest, because anybody that allows us to transform them physically through our application of makeup or effects or wardrobe, you learn to deeply appreciate how much um, we all work together to bring this idea to life, to put somebody in a place where they are the character that is written on the page and how beautiful it is that now I'm on the other side of it and I get to create the characters that are on the page that these people bring to life. I can assure you that my appreciation for all the pieces of production pre and post and during are very, very immense. So imagine that being 18 and living in a one bedroom and finishing up makeup school. I got a job, I think I was working at Islands at the time. Um, oh, I was, but then I had a stalker. That was fun. That's a whole nother story. But, um, but yeah, I worked at Islands Restaurant, and I, I think I started out as a host. I might have been a server. I know it was a server. Well, I started out as a hostess no matter what, and then I became a server. Um, and I loved it. I loved working as a server. I think it's a job everybody should do. I think you learn a lot about people and studying people and characteristics, and it's a very good, truly a brilliant character study, honestly, because you're seeing all walks of life all different personalities, how people treat servers, um, how servers treat people. And just all the little ins and outs, all these things just sort of lend to your ability to, to see things, little tiny things, subtle things, nuanced things that maybe you wouldn't if you didn't remember kind of where you were at and how your lens looked at life as an 18-year-old versus how it looks at life as a 30-year-old or 20-year-old or 40-year-old or whatever. And so I wanted to give you this exercise where you really tap into who you used to be and remember that moment when you first moved out, that moment when you realized that you truly had asserted your own independence, that moment where, oh shit, that first bill came. Now you really got to do this, right? So just think about all of that and what did that look like for you? And, you know, there's something very interesting about remembering who you once were, right? And all the big things that you think about as an 18 year old kid, because you really are, you're just a kid, but in your mind, right? You've, you're an adult. You have, especially when you do adult things like live on your own and pay rent and, and buy groceries. But that exercise, that simple exercise of even going to the grocery store for the first time, I think about that a lot actually now as an adult with kids of my own that are teenagers. And you think about like just how little you really knew, but when we were kids, you know, my parents just, my dad really fought hard to make sure that all three of his kids were provided for and that we had food every day and, you know, but when you have that many kids and you're at the time, right, this is a different time and things are harder and although now they're way harder, but back then it's a as a dad who had his own business, you know, I always really respected my dad for that. Like his ability to hustle, I, I have to say, is definitely where I learned my hustle. And that is one of those extraordinary things that I will always be grateful to my dad for. Because he worked really hard and he instilled in all of us a very, very unbreakable work ethic. So, um, 
But I do remember, like, you know, we ate shrimp, like frozen shrimp, right? Which, honestly, we thought was so fancy. We had sloppy joes and hamburger helper and tuna helper and spaghetti. And on the weekends, we had eggs and my dad loved him some chorizo. Like, he really, he really loved the, that part of his Latin roots. My dad is a meat eater to the core. But um, I just remember that smell, right, on Saturday mornings. And I, this was after my mom passed away. So I'm pretty sure that these memories held more significance than maybe they normally would have because I was going through trauma. Um, and this is obviously before I was 18. But I just remember all that stuff. And so when I went to the grocery store when I was on my own, um, I remember just how beautiful the produce looked and how I had never picked out meat before. And just talking to the guy behind the counter, he kind of like educated me on what different parts of the chicken to use and how to use it. And uh, ground beef versus skirt steak or New York strip or ribeye or ribs or carne asada and tri-tip. And like the really just learning the basics. And I, I owe Handy Market the the produce or the meat department and the produce department probably quite a lot because it, it really ignited a passion in me to cook that I didn't even know was there and um and just thinking about all that stuff and how funny it is now because I'm, I'm writing um my memoir which is very cathartic in so many ways but it it's taking me back down these different paths right and as a writer writing this story it's unbelievable how colorful your memories become because you either have a very harsh view or a very romantic view. And living on my own, I have a very romantic view. No matter how hard it was, no matter how many nights it took for me to get comfortable sleeping in my own bed alone without constant noise or the cracks that I was used to in my dad's house or the sound of my sister's or um, just the normal routine that I had gotten used to growing up. I no longer had that. So it was just me and city noise, which, to be honest, I fell in love with. I don't really like the silence is hard for me. But um, although I've grown to appreciate it for sure. But it's, it's such an interesting study. And so I think what I wanted to share that, I guess I just wanted to share that with you because I think sometimes this this art of structured writing, right, like sometimes we get a little too bogged down in all the formulas and the rules and the note cards and the this and the that. We forget about the beauty and the romance of language. And I want you to spend this time, if you're listening to this, whomever you are, I really want you to spend some time kind of romanticizing or being okay with the harshness of that first moment when you left your parents and you were on your own and how scary that might have been or how exciting it might have been, how exhilarating it might have been. Um, how nervous you might have been to sign that first document and, you know, get handed your first keys to your first apartment. I mean, it's like buying your first car, right? You know, getting your first car. I had to buy everything for myself. I had to pay for my own insurance, buy my own car, get my own apartment, which I'm actually very grateful for because it taught me to value how hard thought every dollar is, how, how much you should value every dollar you earn because it can slip through those cracks quickly if you do not spend wisely. And we've all learned that lesson. But um, I just wanted you to kind of go back to that original you, right? Like that first independent you. And 
and just try to think about all the things that happened and um, how much fun that was to just sort of explore life as an 18, 19-year-old kid. And if you went to college, maybe think about those experiences, what your dorm was like, what your roommates were like, what your first memories of those people that you might be friends with now or like. Or if you're in that stage, gosh, do your best to take note of it because you'll be so glad that you remember things. Um, but also there's real beauty in relying on your version of that memory. So I think this podcast, I really just wanted to get back to some very, very basic things like how our minds can change a memory or color up a memory or inspire us to just remember really the act itself it's so good for our imaginations and so good for our minds so really that's all I wanted today to be about is that you know I want you to really exercise that part of your mind that remembers what it was like to be a kid a kid like an independent kid so a young adult um as we say as you get older but you know um just think about that and maybe you were one of those people that had your independence even before you were 18 and you know what did that look like or maybe you were the kind of kid that that stayed back a little bit longer and stayed home so you can go to school and not have to pay the bills but I do want you to really think about this week that first moment of independence and what that did for you um ego wise because I do think it releases a part of us and frees us in ways that nothing else quite can so the reason I'm asking you to do this is because sometimes you need to get re-excited about writing. You need to get re-excited about who you once were and who you are now. Because I can promise you, who you are at 18 is not who you are later in life. You don't lose that beautiful, wonderful, naive or trauma-fueled person or person who thinks you know it all or whomever. Because there's little versions of that in us all, right? With age and time and practice, you just become a little bit more clear on who you are and what you stand for. But the beauty is now you can reinvent yourself whenever you want. So you're not you're not destined to be who you were at 18, at 50 or 70 or 30 or whatever. You can be whoever you want. And I think as writers, the, the freedom in that is unlike anything else. So I encourage you this week to tap into that excited part of yourself, to be reminded that everything is still possible. And no matter how hard things have been, doesn't matter where you've been in life, doesn't matter how hard the financial struggles are, the professional struggles are, or your personal struggles are, you can move past that in a way that sets you free in such a beautiful way and I hope that through writing you're able to explore that freedom um and I just you know this collective experience we've all been there we've all been young we've all experienced our first moment of independence we've you know there, there are moments that really change us and that's one of them so this week that's all I want I just want you to remember what that was like and think about what your memory of that was like was it good was it bad I remember being very scared Especially because I had a freaking stalker. How fun was that? At your first apartment living alone, you end up with a stalker. That's a story for another time. But yeah, I just, I want you to be mindful of the fact that
there's this youthful part of you that still exists and lives in you. And don't get all discouraged and bitty because life sucks sometimes because it does for sure. And it's hard and brutal and can knock you down. And if you have had a moment like we had last week, it can really sweep the rug out from under you and say, life is precious. Don't you dare undervalue that. So that's all I wanted to say to you guys. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're with us. I'm glad that you've gotten this far that you're listening to this and I hope that maybe I inspire something in you that makes you feel just alive a little bit because sometimes I do this because I need to remind myself how good it is to just be alive and be able to even do this so that's it for today have a wonderful however many days it's going to be before I post another one (laughs) and um just know I'm very grateful for you all right this is Don Garcia and this has been yet another episode of Drinking in the Pen Obviously, find me on social media. I have some fun announcements coming. Told you I was building an empire, and an empire I am building. So, stay tuned. Talk to you guys soon. Okay, bye.